And here we are again. Hi, this is Arctic Eric. And you're joining me here at the kitchen table for Faith in Christ Always, Part 6C. I really do appreciate our time together. And it's been a joy discussing here at the kitchen table with you, Faith in Christ Always. We've been looking at it. Uh, so let's continue now. In 1 John, we read, 1 John 3.23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. And we've looked here now at the word believe, and we have discovered that it means to trust in, to rely on, to have faith in. And of course, as we move along here in Part C, we're looking very specifically at the name, the name that we're to believe in. And we know from Vincent's word study that to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is to accept as true the revelation contained in that name or in that title or in that person. The name is used for everything which a name covers. In short, the words his name refer to everything he is, everything he's done, indeed everything about him. In John 20, 31, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Scriptures given to us, and they point to Christ. The scriptures show us the depth of the riches of God that are in Christ Jesus, as manifested through his life, his person, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and of course for us now by the Spirit through the Word of God. So let's find out here more about what does his name mean. For example, my name is Arctic Eric. I've taken and added Arctic to Eric. Well, why would I do that? Well, simply because I live in the Arctic north of Sweden. But Eric doesn't describe me fully, and neither does Arctic describe me fully. Father is one of the descriptors, grandfather, husband, Jesus lover, resident of one country or another, and having trouble. Those are all things about Eric. So it isn't just my name, Eric, but it's those things in my life that are connected to this unique Eric, just like you are unique, and there are unique things connected with your life. And how much more? the uniqueness of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if we're going to believe in his name, it's good that we understand what does his name include through usage and through title and through description. So we've been looking at a list of 50 things about the name of Jesus. Some of them are names for him. Some of them are descriptors for him. But they're important that we know so that when we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and we believe on his name, that we understand that there's an entire world within that name that's available for us, according to Scripture. But if we don't know what the Bible says, then we don't know it's ours, and we need to know so that by faith in him, 
by faith in his name, by trusting, leaning on, and depending upon him as based on Scripture, we will have an ever-increasing knowledge and understanding and revelation and experience of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want my life to, first of all, be grounded on Christ and what is objectively written about him in Scripture. But I also want to subjectively receive and experience those things which clearly written in Scripture. I don't want just the objective word, nor just subjective experiences. I want, by the Spirit of God, through God's amazing, sustaining, transforming, revealing grace, I want both. And I hope that you do also. Okay, let's go here now. We're on number 25 of 50, and it is, Christ is our mediator. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. He is our mediator. He is the one that we look to, that we trust in, who comes to dwell in us, and he is the one who is ever interceding for us. He is the one who mediates for us, and we don't want to put anyone else in his place. There's no go-betweens between us and him. There's no middle persons. There's no organization or creed or individual. You and I have access to this throne of grace, to God himself, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So may we keep him as the only mediator between us and God. Help us, Lord Jesus. We see that he is also Messiah. They declared in 1 John 1.41, We have found the Messiah, that is Christ, the Anointed One, and the One who anoints us. That's right. Let's read here in 1 John chapter 2. We're going to look at a couple of verses. You have an anointing from the Holy One. I've not written to you because you don't know truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is in the truth. Listen, you and I, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you have an anointing from the Holy One, from the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And it says, the anointing which you have received from Him, you have received the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, the Spirit of God, all the same Spirit you have received through faith. And He abides in you. This anointing which you've received from Him abides in you. And it says you don't need that anyone teach you, but the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true. It's not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Yes, there is a place for teachers. But you know, I think about the scripture where Paul says, by now you all should be teachers. God wants to teach us directly from scripture, revealing Christ to us by the indwelling Holy Spirit, by this anointing, and he wants to use us to share with others. When I'm around a teacher, one thing that happens to me when I have my Bible open, either in my lap 
or in my app, as that teacher is teaching, I see more of the Christ in Scripture, not the teacher's revelation, but the anointing that is present to reveal Christ. It is very, very exciting. So he is the Messiah. They found him, and we have found him, the Anointed One. He's also known as the Mighty One. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Now think about this for just a moment. Let's think about Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen, the mighty one lives in you so that we're not to be strong in our own ability and strength and power, but in the things of God, we're to be strong in the, in the Lord and in the power of his might. It isn't that he just drops this in us, but it's him in us. It doesn't come from us, from, from our own nature, but it comes from God. So we're to be continually filled with the power of, of God, the power of his might, the might of his strength. Isn't that exciting? The greater one lives on the inside of all who believe, the mighty one the one who's mighty to save, the one who sets free. It says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So he, Christ, in that name, that is the one who sets us free, free to know him, free to experience him, free to follow him, and free to share him. The power, the ability, the strength, come from him, and he lives in all who believe. Fika, freedom in Christ always, comes from the concept of the one who sets us free in Galatians 6.1. It is for freedom's sake that Christ has set you free. Don't let anyone bind you up again. Don't let anyone put a yoke on you again. No, walk in that freedom. And don't be tricked into thinking that that which God has begun, that somehow you are going to complete it. No, in the same way we receive him, we live our life in him, and we receive him by faith. We know in 1 Timothy 1, 1 that he, Christ, is our hope. He is the hope of our salvation. And in that word salvation, there is, of course, peace with God, a relationship with God. But there's more. There's deliverance, freedom, healing. He is our hope. He's our peace. In that name there is peace, for he himself is our peace. He made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Listen, nothing separates us from God anymore. We have a personal, daily, intimate relationship with him through our faith in Jesus Christ. And as we walk 
in Christ, as we walk in him, as we walk in the light of Scripture, empowered by the Spirit, his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Jesus is a prophet. Jesus said to them, A prophet's without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. But for us, he is a prophet. And he speaks today. He speaks to us through Scripture by his Spirit. He speaks to us through thoughts and ideas. Those things that that come to us that are not in opposition to Scripture, to the person, to the nature, to the character of God, that is God speaking to us. And as I've shared before, when we have a God thought, at least in my experience, when I have a God thought, I know it's because he's thinking about me because no one comes to the Father unless the Father draws him. So when I have those God thoughts during the day, I take a moment and wait and listen to what he would like to say. And I've discovered over many, many years that he speaks more often, or might I say I hear more often, and I respond more often, and he becomes all the more real in my daily walk with him by the Spirit of God. In Job 19.25, we read, As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer, your Redeemer, what is that? We've been bought back. We've been liberated as a possession by God. He bought us through the blood of Jesus Christ. He has loosed us from the chains and slavery that we were once in. And he has set us into the freedom of the Redeemer. So when we have faith and believe on that name, what's happening? We're knowing more of our Redeemer and the redeemed life. He's the risen Lord. Christ died for our sins according to scriptures. He was buried And he was raised on the third day according to scriptures. He is the risen Lord, the firstborn, and he's our Lord. And we know that in Romans 10, 9, and 10, which I've talked about several times on the broadcast, when we believe in our heart, in that hidden man of the heart, in our innermost being, that God has in fact raised Christ from the dead. At that moment we believe, we become right with God. And the first fruit of that relationship is we can clearly and boldly and willfully declare, Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus is the rock. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Are your feet planted on the rock, as we say? Is he the foundation in your life based on Scripture? Is he the chief cornerstone? Is he building a new you? Let him do it today. He's the sacrifice for our sins. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. We read that in 1 John 4.10. Love is that God loved us first, and he sent his son for our sins. 
So that means what? Well, I need to acknowledge that I sin. I have sinned. And Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Thank you that you are the sacrifice for our sins. We see that he is Savior. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He alone can save us. He alone can deliver us. He alone. He alone. So it's in his name that we believe. It's in him and Christ alone that we have our faith, our loyalty, our trust, our allegiance. It's him that we're depending upon according to Scripture as the Spirit reveals to us what Christ has done, what he desires to do, and what he wants to do today. He's alive today, right now. He's the Son of Man, and he came to seek and save the lost. That's right. He is the Son of Man and the Son of God, and he came not to condemn you, but to save you. All who are lost, God doesn't want anyone to die in their sin and perish eternally. God's desire is that all persons everywhere hear the good news and repent of their sin and turn their face and heart and mind and being to God through faith in Jesus Christ so that Jesus, as the mediator, can broker peace through his death, burial, and resurrection, so that we're no longer enemies of God. There's no longer enmity between us and God, but we have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh my, another long one here, Faith in Christ Always, Part 6C. It looks like we will have a Part D, and then we'll move along with Part 7. Thanks for being here with me at the kitchen table. My earnest desire is that God bless you today with an ever-increasing knowledge, eternal knowledge, and the eternal wisdom that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. May the Holy Spirit reveal him to you in great and mighty ways, for this mighty one lives in you. God bless you Today is my prayer. Good day.